Come on, there we go. Jeez, my little stream deck. That sounded funny. Uh, my stream deck thing, my little console was not working quite properly right there. Anyways, guys, welcome to Film Junkie Live. It's Monday. Man, we're a week away from Christmas. Jeez, two weeks away from the new year. Insane what is happening. Hopefully you guys are doing good. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, hit that like thumbs up, share the stream, do all that. Much appreciated if you do so, just saying. Hopefully you guys are doing well. Let's see who's out there, huh? Let's see, how do we go? There we go. Right there, how we doing? All right. We got Mr. Fear Jason right here. Good to see you, buddy. Okay, we got Erica here. What's the biggest Christmas present this year, and why is it Rebel Moon? Yeah, it's a good Christmas present, I will say that. We got Mr. Axel right here, Mr. Droga. What is happening? Good to see you. And Naval right here. Hello, hello. And we got Mama Film Junkie right here as well. Great to see you. I want to thank you again for taking it. Yes, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun for sure. Long day. Definitely was a long day. And we're going to, of course, talk talk a little bit about it too, of course. It'll be part of the, uh, it'll be the fourth topic today. Yo, yo, what's going on, Luke? Good to see you, buddy. All right. Who else we got? We got Stephanie T right here. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Good to see you. Okay, we got Super Godzilla's X Vlogs. Batman Brave and Bold. Move on the way. Enjoyful. Okay. Some emojis right there. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> What's going on, Antonio? Good to see you. Always great to see you, of course, Mr. McKenzie. Hey, Russ is actually making it be known with his caps lock still on, of course, which is always the running joke, right, Russ? Always the running joke. You got to love that, right? I know you do. What's going on, Max Wolf? Night Danger. What up, Dave? My thoughts on Jonathan Majors got fired from Marvel. Wow, that sucks. I think Marvel is going to recast Kang. Why, I think John Boyega will cast as Kang. Interesting. Yeah, I'll get, you know, get everybody's, like, uh, casting choices when it comes to comes to that as well, uh, you know, after we, you know, go over all the stuff. We got Sticko Media right here. Yo, what's happening? All right. Good to see you. Good to see you. Saying hi to everybody. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Seems to be that's the, that's pretty much the chat right there for now. Like I said, guys, subscribe to the channel. Go ahead and do that and everything. Like I said, we're going to be talking, by the way, Monday Night Football game on. Rebel Moon, Rebel Moon commercial. Solid right there. Tell you what. Netflix is definitely... Putting all in, they're going all in with Zach. They're definitely going all in. So, and uh, obviously, it was uh, like what I said in the opening. I'm pretty much. I cannot wait to. Uh, I mean, obviously, I always say like streaming numbers or whatever sometimes because they could just put out basically whatever they want. But I, you know, I just love the fact that there's going to be the haters out there are going to be watching, and we're going to look at some of those reviews. Like I said, we're going to do whole Rebel Moon thing as the last topic. Look at some of the reviews. We're not going to go over all of them. I'm not going to do like that whole thing, but we're just going to talk about some of the interesting ones. We kind of briefly talked about it on the Vodka stream, of course. So, uh, but yeah, we're going to talk about, of course, the also the box office, which, you know, one new movie coming out. And then, of course, we got Aquaman coming out. This Friday, the reviews aren't coming out till Thursday. That should just tell you that much right there. 
So we can't talk about the reviews yet. But yes, we're also going to talk about Jonathan Majors and that news today. Guilty. Guilty. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Where's that, where's that shot of Kevin Feige with his wide eyes? Just like, oh boy. Well, they, they probably already figured they were going to not have him anymore. So we'll talk about that. Guilty of two accounts. Eesh, I think that's what it was, but you know, we'll go over all that. But yeah, there's a lot of Superman Legacy, James Gunn news. I mean, he's been answering a lot of questions. And I'm, I'm like, God damn, James. Okay, I, I appreciate you're doing this, but man, reel it in a little bit, man. I tell you what, so... Uh, why so late with the reviews? Well, I, I only do this stream every Monday and they came out after, so I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry about that. But, uh, is it a non-spoiler review? Haven't, no, no, no. There's not going to be any spoil. I'm not giving my review. My review is already up. And then we did, we talked about it a little bit too on the vodka stream. There's not going to be any spoilers. The spoiler discussion is happening this Friday on the vodka stream. So, that's what's happening. So watch it, of course, what, Thursday? And then show up on Friday at 7 p.m. Pacific time. And we're going to do a full-on uh, panel discussion. And maybe hopefully some you know special guests can actually come in there too as well. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. We'll join and everything. Yeah, like I said, I can't wait for you guys to see Rebel Moon and see what everybody's thoughts and everything. Yep, that'll be a fun one, Mr. Everts, if you want to join. Should be a good time, should be a good time. All right, let's get to some tweets here, huh? Let's uh, see what happened in the past week, because, you know, I haven't really done, like, much up there, because obviously on Wednesday I went to the premiere, which, of course, we're going to talk about. So there's a lot of things that happened throughout the week, including, <laughs> well, including some uh, god-awful Madam Web <laughs> posters. All right. Well, there's uh, the just uh, Dakota Johnson right there. Her web connects them all. That's right. Try to connect them all. But yeah, these were released right here. How are we feeling about these? Huh? How are we feeling about these? Are we feeling? Are we liking these posters? Probably not. And then you got the one with the entire group, which is better because, you know, you have what they look like and then what costumes they wear and everything. But. Yeah, I saw this and I was like, oh boy, ugh, it just doesn't look that great. Just really doesn't look that great. So, you know, that's just uh, that's just what they're doing. That's what they're doing over there at Sony. Uh huh. That's what they're doing over there in Sony. Little floaty heady. I mean, but it's not quite like the normal floaty heady. But yeah, I just looked at that and went, ew. I went, ugh, man. So, James Cameron talking about Avatar three. Um, which I'm excited for because I'm curious to see where he takes it. And apparently it's going to see a pretty significant time jump. I saw that it was uh, through six years or something like that. There's going to be a six-year time jump. And then it says right here also, James Cameron says um, that the big creative advance in Avatar 3 is just greater character depth. It's not about we're going to show you the best water effects ever done. Well, they already kind of did with the with number two. I mean, those water effects are pretty damn amazing. You got more into the heart and soul of the characters. So, I mean, I, it's kind of funny because one of the reasons why I bring it up, I mean, first off, there's going to be like a, a time jump, which there should be because obviously there has to be because there's some characters that have grown up a little bit for sure. But I like the fact that he said, we've already pretty much 
this technology, I don't know where, where else you could take it unless you're just going to literally put the audience in water. But I like the fact that it's like, okay, this is going to be, a, you know, we're going to advance in story. Not so much the technology because, again, you watch the Avatar 2, that VFX, the VFX is just so crisp and so just gorgeous right there. So there's an Avatar 3 update for you right there. Let's see what we got here. Okay, I got so many tabs open, and they're all out of order. Ghostbusters, look at this. There's Bill, Bill Murray, Paul Rudd in the firehouse. Obviously, some shit went down because we all know that the the villain, the ghost villain is, uh, well, likes it cold. So we could see, of course, the frost that is on the uh, containment unit. That looks like there's a hole in the wall, so... Probably some ghosts bust out. They busted out. So Empire Magazine, of course, had Ghostbusters Frozen Empire has Bill Murray back in the firehouse and a brand new big bad to bust. We're not in the post-Gozerian era, director Gil Kennan tells Empire. That's right. They're past Gozer now. I just wonder if Vigo is ever going to come back. But yeah, there's a new image right there. Thought it was cool. And uh, just great to see. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming we're going to get more Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson. There's probably going to be more than that we got in the uh, in Afterlife. So that's all I could really hope for when it comes to at least that. So where's this? Okay. And then, uh, and then I'm going to talk about this right here. Okay. So obviously, Rebel Moon just... Uh, came out right now and it was kind of interesting because when the reviews were coming out and everything and then uh, I think it was on Saturday all of a sudden I was getting tagged on things on Twitter and somebody actually asked is Henry Cavill in Rebel Moon and I went what the hell where did this come from not sure where it stemmed from I think it had something to do with uh well, you know I think Grace had something to do with it somebody might have said I don't know I was trying to figure out exactly where this rumor that Henry Cavill is in Rebel Moon. And then all of a sudden, this right here, which is happening in South Bank, London, this little globe, this little globe right here, is basically, for some people, confirming that he might actually be a part of Rebel Moon. Because if you listen, if you listen to this right here, and uh, make sure that's on, okay. So listen to this right here. Another place. A solar system. It exists in the furthest reaches of another universe. We can go there together. Huh? What? Was that him? Was that him? Oh my god! No, that was not him. Come on, guys. Jeez. Jeez. Yes, Axel, I see your tweet. I see your tweet. It's not him. It's not him. <laughs> I don't it's kinda interesting though, because you have Jimmy right there. And obviously, we know who voices Jimmy, but it's that just sounds really cool, though. But no, I don't. I it's I mean, I I will give I'll give you this. It does sound like Cavill, but it's not Cavill. It's not Cavill. So it did sound like him, but I think it's just another uh, somebody who did I don't know some kind of some somebody who has a really good voice that had that. But yeah, I mean that sounds creepy too, man. It exists in the furthest reaches of another universe. We can go there together. Together. That's pretty cool. And they have their own little like sphere thing. That's kind of like how uh, Vegas has it. But yeah, 
I was just seeing that. And a lot of people, I mean, there were people that were going, it's him, he's in it. And I'm just kind of going, no, no. I mean, it would be pretty cool if Cavill was in it. I would, I would not hate that at all. And it would be quite a surprise if they kept that a secret. But I think Cavill's relationship with Netflix probably soured a little bit with The Witcher. And now he's over at Amazon doing that Warhammer series because I know that that got like officially everything contracts were signed. They're officially 100% going to dive into that world over at Amazon. So, um, and then some people are going, well, maybe he just has a favorite as Zach did something like this, but I'm like, I don't think so. It just, it's definitely not. It sounds like him. It definitely sounds like him, but I can assure you that it's not, <laughs> it's not, it's not him, even though that would be r- really cool. And, and then of course we have part three that could come out and that hasn't been filmed yet and got in there's probably going to be more characters added it would be pretty sweet if there was a Zack Snyder a Zack Snyder and Henry Cavill reunion when it came to part three would not hate that but uh yeah guys it's not him it's not him so there you go just put that to bed but I I mean some people were just freaking out and then of course I tweeted something out because I always like to tweet something out I just I tweeted something out that said that said what now all of a sudden Henry Cavill's in Rebel Moon and just a response to that tweet got a lot of traction and which is interesting to see everybody's responses to it I kept checking throughout the uh, the day and people were either going no it's not or laughing about it or saying like it is him it's him and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, 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 guys. No, 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 no. It's not. Don't worry. I can assure you it's not. Anyways, so there was that. There was that. I think, uh, where was it? Yeah, they just, there's all the Henry Cavill stuff right here. I just typed in Henry Cavill and found it. Oh, don't we miss the guy? But, uh, Let's see. There's this right here. See, this just got released by IGN. A year after Amazon Studios announced it planned to start a universe of Warhammer programming produced by and starring Henry Cavill, Games Workshop uh, Games Workshop has confirmed it has signed on a full agreement contract with Amazon, and the next stage can begin. So Cavill's going to be really busy with his own universe over at Amazon. So I highly doubt he's going to be working with Netflix. So there it is right there. Henry Cavill's Warhammer. 40,000 cinematic universe. 40,000 cinematic universe. Now properly rolling. So there you go. Cavill is 100% over at Amazon right there. So that's pretty cool. David Ayer. Huh? Look at that. We got a new Joker image. There's Jared Leto's Joker. You gotta love it. You gotta absolutely love it. So we got David Ayer right here uh, making some noise. He decided, you know what? I'm gonna make some noise this weekend. I'm gonna start pushing more Ayer cut stuff, which I love it because I love the fact that now the bigger publications like Deadline and Variety and all of those are now paying attention to it. So when he starts talking, and the fact that his Beekeeper movie is coming out next year, Next year, not next, well, next month, I should say. Next year, for sure, yeah, same thing. Next year, next month, whatever. It's coming out, so he's going to probably be getting asked a lot about the air cut. So there's going to be a lot of push for that, and he's not holding back. So he posted this image right here of Jared Leto's Joker, and I love this tweet right here. He says, I'm going to write a book about the, this fucking business someday. Hollywood is zero-sum psychological warfare. Boom. And I went, do it. Do it, please. 
David Ayer, writing a book about Hollywood. Apparently, uh, well, you know, if he, <laughs> I just hope he doesn't like kill, kill his chances of getting more movies by doing that. But uh, hey, what can you do? And then he got right here. Arkham interview scene, quick setup sketch. So he posted this little sketch for a storyboard. Because obviously all directors do these little storyboards right here and make little little drawings, little drawings. And basically setting up the shot. Obviously Arkham, you got Harleen Quinzel. And yes, we have Joker right there. So he posted that. That was pretty cool. You know, and then we scroll up, scroll up, scroll up. Let's see. We got right here. And then and then we got right here. We got a wall. We got a wall of all the sketches because some people are just kind of wondering where this all came from. So we got all these like cool little storyboards right here, which we've seen some of these before. I think some of them didn't some of them get kind of leaked. I remember seeing like obviously we've seen some storyboards before when it came to his version of Suicide Squad. We've have we've had those screenshots that have been tossed around but don't post them i remember not you know just grabbing them don't post them because obviously warner brothers is gonna be like nope you can't post those so he posted a, a wall full of them the fact that warner Brothers, I'm, I'm just wondering if warner brothers is kind of going like hey can you stop doing that then i don't know it seems like david ayer is just like not giving any fucks right now so that's good we'd love that Somebody says, does the red X over the, the scenes represent complete or cut? He says, completed shot. I've had walls of storyboards in set. I play jazz a lot. I play jazz a lot, but with uh, this VFX-driven scenes with action boards, keep me out of a ditch. It's a grind, a beautiful grind. And then somebody asked right here, what are you... What are you what are for you the most notable differences in the Joker character in your version that we hope to see soon? David Ayer says, Joker is a formidable, intense, and a force of nature in my cut. Not unfocused and silly. In my cut, he has a story arc that hangs powerfully over the entire film. Which, yes, if you've seen some of the concept arts, and even when David Ayer has talked about the Joker before, you could tell that the Joker had more of an arc in his movie. Now, the studio cut has just, like he said, made him silly and not really anything. He was just kind of a background character. Didn't really go anywhere. It was just all like Joker, Harley, little things like that. But we all know that that final act, that final battle, that he is supposed to be there. He's supposed to be there. He's not supposed to just crash in the helicopter and then show up at the end to break out Harley. Not supposed to do that. Not supposed. It's not supposed to be that way. So it's great that we know that there is going. And again, I remember when it was revealed that Jared Leto's Joker was going to be in the additional photography for Zack Snyder's Justice League for the nightmare sequence. That caused a high trend when it came to Zack Snyder's Justice League. Because, let's face it, Jared Leto is popular. He's a popular fella. I don't know why. I don't know why. Maybe because, you know, he's like 50 years old and he looks like he's 25. Maybe that. Maybe that he uh, is talented, singing, got a band, pretty popular. Maybe he's won an Academy Award, something like that. But, yeah, it was pretty popular. So I'm just kind of going like, yeah, push the fact. And it would be awesome if Jared Leto actually were to help out. I'm trying to get, I mean, he's already said that he would like to see it for sure. So that's pretty cool. 
And then, yeah, just posting other stuff. But I think that was pretty much it. But he was posting, you know, a lot of things over the weekend. And of course, posting some stuff. Like, hey, look at that. He retweeted me. Uh, so in the round two of that. So, yeah, just posting things. And then, let's see, continued on. Of course, somebody was giving him shit. Let's see if there's other stuff. There's the beekeeper poster. Can't wait. Yeah, that's going to be cool. Jason Statham. But, yeah. I thought that was pretty funny, too, right there. He retweeted that. That's a pretty cool, unique Christmas tree right there. But, yeah, I think that was pretty much it when it came to all that. Yeah. So there you go. Release that freaking air cut, man. Come on. All right. Where am I at now? I got so many tabs, so many tabs, so little time. Okay. And then I want to talk about this. Let's just talk about this a little bit. Because this tweet right here, obviously we had this video, uh, you know, because Zack Snyder was uh, making the rounds, doing press junkets for Rebel Moon, and this video was surfacing, and uh, so I just retweeted it, because I'm sure you guys have seen it, and uh, let's just watch it here real quick. I know you said that you wouldn't be back except for uh, The Dark Knight Returns, but I don't know, if Netflix finally has it and you could hypothetically continue would you be open to it if netflix had uh owned the rights to the um to my uh the the dc characters in my extended yep. universe of course i i would absolutely whatever whatever uh yeah no yeah i would be very happy yeah <laughs> yeah I would be very happy. And about uh, superhero movies, I have to agree because you are one of the biggest figures in the in the industry. Uh, do you think that it's have, uh, these movies are losing popularity? Because uh, I think that... Oh, are they? Precisely why? Why do you well, think it's happening? I mean, we've been watching superhero movies every weekend for uh, 15 years or something like that. Right? <laughs> um, so Every year. Every... <laughs> it's not outrageous that there is a, you know... That the graph is gonna is gonna fluctuate, you know. Of course, um, there's gonna be f- fatigue, a little bit of fatigue. Yeah. and so I just think that I, I don't think by any means that the that the I don't think the superhero movie is completely like done. I think that, uh, but do I do feel like there's an onus on the filmmakers and on the people who are the guardians of this IP to? Um, to be sure that they are um, bringing audiences the highest quality material they can, because now they, the audiences are very sophisticated. They know the super. They know what uh, they, they 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 know the stories now. They need to now. You yeah. need to surprise them again. There you go. Need to surprise them again, which is good. That is definitely what needs to happen. You hear that, Jimmy Guns? Um, but yeah. And when I tweeted this out, all I said was get this man a coffee, which, yes, he very much looked like he needed a coffee. Well, he needed a he needed a nap. He's been burning the candle on both ends. Mr. Zack Snyder. I mean, look at the globe trotting that it has been when it comes to promoting Rebel Moon, starting off in Brazil, then going to Mexico, then London, then Tokyo, then back here. Guy's been like I mean, it's it's been a it's been a, a pretty much. A little bit of a world tour. So the dude was like, you could tell his voice is, he'd been talking a lot. So his voice was a little bit, maybe he was fighting something. 
And then he just looked absolutely exhausted. But what was funny about this was I just said, someone get this man a coffee. And, of course, it got some traction. A lot of people were, you know, obviously just liked the tweet and just said, like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. But then, of course, you have the people, you know, that use that certain hashtag that was all about being like, you know, you should just take your L. Take your L, Dave. Take your L. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Obviously... This response has caused, of course, the the cell people to uh, get excited, which it should. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's not the first time that Zach has also been like, yeah, of course. And another thing, too, was when I did my video on that THR article that interviewed Zach, and it said, like, he put uh, he closed the chapter, that DC chapter. I was getting I was getting some flack about that. And I was like, do you guys even know what a chapter is? Let me break it down. Did it say that he closed the book, the DC book? No, it's a chapter. Okay, let me just break it down for you. A chapter is something within the book and a story goes on with more chapters. So even if like this were to happen, if he were to like do it and be like, all right, we're getting the band back together. We're making Justice League 2 and 3. Let's do this. That would be a new chapter. That was kind of funny about that. I was like, okay, yeah, it's a new chapter. It's definitely a new chapter. And yes, if it were, if the stars were aligned and Netflix got all that and all the cast members were coming back and they said, here, here's a bunch, here's a truck full of money, of course he would do it. And he's like, yeah, we're not going to fuck with you. You do the movie that you want to do. We're not going to fuck with you like Warner Brothers. Of course, of course he would do it. But as I said, get this man a coffee. My God, he looked exhausted. Jeez. But right now, after seeing Rebel Moon twice, I want more of that. I'm just saying. And then I was kind of thinking, too, it like it would be kind of cool if somehow they could get a licensing thing to do an animated series, like I've been saying for a while. Like if they could tap in the studio that has Twilight of the Gods and then somehow do it like that. Because not all the actors are going to come back. Let's just face facts. Like if it were to happen, not all the actors would come back. So if you were to do animation, it'd make it a lot easier. Just get a voice actor that sounds similar to that actor. They're fine. I mean, look what happens with What If. They don't use Robert Downey Jr., Tom Holland. They're not using them. They just have voice actors that, which of course cut costs, of course. So... That would, that would be like that that would be the scenario right there that would be the more that would that would be the more logical scenario because let's face it when it comes to all that but yes of course yes i had the people in the com it was kind of funny again i always like it when i do these like simple tweets and then all of a sudden you just like uh they start flying in and start saying stuff and i'm like okay cool i mean i guess this means that it's gotta get sold to netflix ah, crazy crazy uh, we still need high quality de aging tech. <laughs> See, that costs too much. See, you're th- Eric, you're thinking too much. That's going to cost way too much to do that. If it's animation, it's not going to cost as much as de aging technology. You got to think about that. What's going on, Game City Savior? He looks sleepy like the president. That's a good one. <laughs> sleepy Joe. All right, let me make sure that was all the tweets I wanted to talk about. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. But yeah. Should I take the L, guys? Do I take the L? Do I take the L with all that? Nah, I think we're fine. 
Anyways, all right. Let's uh let's go ahead and talk about the main topic. All right. James Gunn, man. Oh boy, man. This guy has been talking and talking and talking for the past week. Woo! Has he been talking about that? Talking about this. Talking about that. Talking about all kinds of things. And, uh, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm all for it because I'm like, all right, get people hyped. You might as well get people hyped. Keep going. Keep going. Talking about that. Um, and one of the things, let's see, we're, let's go over some things right here. I got some screenshots. And uh, let's talk about this one right here at first because a lot of people, of course, have – there's been a crazy debate when it comes to Superman and the trunks, the undies. Everybody always calls them trunks. I'm like, they're undies. Speedos. I mean, they're not, I think trunks of like more, but then again, there's, I guess there's different versions or whatever, whatever. Fine. Um, but there's always the argument about the trunks, the undies, and everybody's just kind of wondering, is it going to happen? Is it not? And, you know, it's kind of up in the air. I, I'm, I'm thinking that he's actually going to do the undies, which I'm not a fan of, but um, this is what he had to say right here when it came to somebody say, please, James Gunn, no trunks on Superman. You wouldn't believe the amount of pleading and upset I get based around trunks or no trunks. To me, not the most important aspect of Superman or his story, but so many strong feelings. Strong feelings indeed. Seems like any, like every six or seven weeks, there's an argument about trunks. There's an argument about morality in Batman. It's like fictional characters. Now, like I said, I don't like I don't want the trunks. I hope he doesn't go with the trunks. I, I would hope that maybe it would look more like the rebirth costume. And I know like he's commented about some of that. I like what the rebirth costume looks like. Rebirth doesn't have trunks. But uh odds are it probably it probably it might have trunks. But I do like that response because it's like, yeah, I mean Superman's not about his undies. It's about the actual story and about the lore and the and uh, the mythos of Superman. So, okay, cool. So if he has undies, I'm going to not like that. But at the same time, it's not like I'm going to be like, all right, not going to see the movie now. So there was that. Um, then there was this right here. Verisimilitude. 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 <laughs> I'm like, ah, trying to say that word. You guys know that I struggle sometimes when it comes to these big words because I'm a big dum-dum. But uh, obviously, he posted this right here. He's at the Superman Legacy VFX department, and they have this right up there, right there, which uh, means, like, staying true, true. So, and of course, this image, of course, has the trunks on it. I mean, it seems like anything that he posts always is going to have basically the trunks on it. But I'm also kind of wondering, too, because let's see, where is, where is that? And, and I use this. And this is from Ben Weeman. Okay, and I sourced uh, him down below. He made this uh, concept right here when it came to the new Superman costume, which goes for the Flesher Superman costume, which I thought it was a cool design. Now, again, I'm not a fan of the undies. I'm not a fan of it. I would actually prefer it without it, but I do like the rest of the design. I'm kind of wondering, like, man, if he does the black background when it comes to the Superman emblem, that'd be pretty sweet, to be honest. I do like the belt, the gold belt. That looks cool. And I like the gold around the boots. I dig this design. I don't know if it's going to actually look like that. Who knows? But from what I gathered, I mean, I don't know how soon we're going to see it. I mean, essentially, he also said when he was responding to people that, uh, oh, shit, I should probably show 
that right there. There, that's what I'm talking about. So here we go right here. This is this is the the concept right here. Sorry, I didn't realize I wasn't sharing my screen. But uh yeah, I do like uh this I do like it. I like that. I like the gold around the emblem, the gold bell. I like the gold that's added to it. It's not like yellow, it's gold. Pretty cool. But again, I'm not a fan of the uh the chones. Not a fan of the chonies right there. But not a band. It's pretty slick. I like the lines in it. The texture looks pretty sweet. Not bad. Not too bad at all. So there was that. So there was that right there that I wanted to show you guys. Not too bad. I mean, like, it's very much taken from the Flesher, you know, Superman concept. It kind of looks like Red Sun. There you go. Lose the black around the S. And it looks great. I don't know. That would be unique, though, if they did use the, the black around the S. I think the symbol is going to be red, yellow, and black. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Start off with uh, the trunks and then change. Yeah, wouldn't that be funny? If, like, that would be funny. And I would, what if James Gunn actually were to do something like that, where he'd be like, okay, like you, st- you have the costume, it has the trunks, and then Lois just makes a comment like, you realize you're wearing your undies and, you know, outside you're... I can probably guarantee you, if I'm thinking like how like you know James Gunn like he probably will. If there is trunks, there's going to be mention of them, right? There's going to be somebody's going to mention the trunks, the undies. Someone's going to mention it, I think. If they if they are in fact on the costume, they are in fact on the costume. And then of course this was happening. Uh, he debunked all of this. Despite Palm being one of my favorite actors to work with, this is not true. Uh, not only is Palm Clementif not in the movie, but no one has ever even discussed her being in the movie, nor do I have any idea what role she would possibly play. I have no idea where this came from. Miriam isn't presently cast either, but I'd love to find a place for her. So what does that mean? Does that mean like she'll eventually get a place? Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, that was like THR's big L that they took last Friday was the fact that it's like, hey, guess what? We have these two new cast members for Superman Legacy. And then all of a sudden, James Gunn, which is good. And this is what we like. He went, you know, he kind of blew that. He blew that out of the water right there. Just totally blew that out of the water, which is good. Get out of here. And uh, so we're glad for that. And then it was, of course, too, there's like when this all happened, everybody was doing the nepotism thing. Oh, it's not. He's just he's he's doing nepotism, nepotism. Like, yeah, nepotism. There's a lot of nepotism in Hollywood. (laughs) It's not a new thing. Not a new thing. And, you know, had some back and forths with people talking about it. And it's just kind of funny because if you have a bias, admit you have a bias. I get it. You're not a James Gunn fan. There's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to be. Nobody's begging you to be a James Gunn fan. I know there's people that that uh, you know are big time fans, and then they just dogpile on anybody who's not a fan. Just like the you know with any director, any fandom, there's always going to be that. But it's just kind of funny because I was like going back and forth with someone right there, and they really had to like reach just to justify other directors doing nepotism. And it was just kind of funny because it's like there's a lot of examples out there, a lot of examples out there. And, of course, there was like an excuse for everybody, but not for James Gunn. There's only two people. There's only two people so far in this cast, in this cast that he's worked with before. And that's Nathan Fillion and his brother. I don't think there's anybody else currently right now. Now, it doesn't mean there's not going to be more. Sure. There's definitely going to be more when it comes to that. But. Yeah, Alexis Bodyguard, are you talking about uh, Mercy? 
Yeah, a lot of people were saying, yeah, why not her? But who knows? Okay. And then, of course, we had something interesting right here, which this was a little like, okay, James, you didn't, you, I, I see what you're doing here. I mean, you're, yeah, 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 it was uh, like, okay, you're trying to, the, you're, you're trying to show people that you got some power. You got the power that's happening when it comes to the DC studios. You mentioned movies like the Batman and Joker are separate from DCU. How much you involve? Are you involved? In these movies, do you know what their stories or read or did you read any of the scripts? Love from Egypt. James Gunn said Todd had Joker in full swing by the time we came aboard. I've watched and given notes, but it is mostly with WB where it started. Everything forward in live action were involved with. Now, you could take it two ways. You could be like <laughs> Really? James Gunn giving Todd Phillips notes? Why the fuck? Todd Phillips, who made the this masterpiece of a first Joker movie? Why would he take somebody like James Gunn's notes, who like writes nothing but dick jokes and does and wants to just have dick and fart jokes and sex and all that stuff? It's Todd Phillips! Do you know where he came from? <laughs> uh, do you remember the movies that he made before the Joker? <laughs> I was like, whoa. When I saw people do that, I'm like, do you realize that Todd Phillips made raunchy comedies before that? Anyways, but at the same time, it does feel like, oh, yeah, James, James Gunn's like, oh, I'm going to mention that I gave notes on Joker, too. You know, I, I, that's what it that's where it came across with me when I read it initially. But when I saw the response and I saw people like thinking that Todd Phillips would not take notes from James Gunn because he's like on a different le- like another level or something like that. I was like, yeah, Todd Phillips came from raunchy comedies. And he's, you know, and I love the fact that he's now moved into something greater. Sure. But it was just kind of funny. It was just kind of funny to me. Bryce Dallas Howard. Anyone? <laughs> yeah. When it, yeah, I still talk about it. Yeah, I just want to see modern day in suit. Yeah, hopefully that's going to be the case. But yeah, it was just kind of funny when that. But I think that was James Gunn kind of, you know, showing like, yeah, I gave him notes. Look at me. All right, let's do this. Uh, and then this was one thing, too. And I was, you know, kind of discussing this with somebody because I heard otherwise when it came to. Utilizing the technology that is the volume for Superman Legacy as opposed to green screens. And this is what he had to say right here. With the use of practical sets, would you also use the volume for Superman Legacy or are the sets too big for that? Sets too big and my cameras move too much. Good. Good. The volume can be utilized in a beautiful way. And I thought what Matt Reeves did with the scenery of Gotham city where Batman was in that vacant, you know, building gorgeous. You could use it, utilize it like that. But if you watch like the first season of Loki, if you watch, um, Kenobi, when they really, even sometimes with Mandalorian, when they utilize the volume, just, ah, you could, and you're moving the camera and you're trying to like switch. It just, it just doesn't really work that well. And I like the fact that he said that, that his cameras move too much and his sets are too big. So I was like, cool. Thank God. We don't have to worry about that because, like I said, some you can use, utilize it for some things. And Matt Reeves did a good job, but not for everything. Please don't. Please don't. Yeah. And speaking of Matt Reeves, 
So this is where it gets interesting because this was kind of weird. And uh, thank you again to DCU Updates, DCU underscore updates. They're uh, always on top of a lot of things when it comes to uh, screenshots because obviously James Gunn doesn't really post on Twitter anymore. It's mainly on threads. But now we're going to be talking about, which is interesting because we've all heard like when it comes to Matt Reeves' Batverse, we got the Penguin Show coming out, and we were going to have a GCPD show that was supposedly going to be, you know, maybe in the works. Who knows? And then there was going to be the whole Arkham series, which I was going, please give me more, whatever you have, Matt. Please, I just want it. I want all of it. Please, you know, I want his universe to be a separate thing, and just come on. And you know, before before this too, because like I said, there was a ton of responses that he had that uh, you know. He basically said that everything has been Matt Reeves' de- decision. Decision. So when it comes to even like bringing Robert Pattinson's Batman into the DCU, which, you know, I was hearing that that was on the table. Okay. I heard it was like on the table. Now, obviously, they debunked it, which is good. And I'm glad they debunked it. But the fact that you can't tell me that it was not once on the table, but I'm glad that it's going to be a separate thing. And they're like, all right, we'll just get another Batman then fine by me. So someone right here said, sir, could you tell me if Matt is producing another Batverse project other than the Batman two penguin and Arkham right now, Matt is producing Arkham as a DCU series. So there's just the two for now. What? What? So it's not Arkham in his unit. See, this is where I'm going. Um, I don't know about this. That doesn't make any sense. What? How could that be? Why would Matt Reeves like I get like Matt Reeves likes the, uh, you know, Batman and who doesn't. But why would he be producing the Arkham series as in a different universe than his? That one doesn't make sense. That one doesn't make sense to me. That really doesn't. And that this even made like Deadline where it says DC Studios co-head James Gunn says Matt Reeves Batman Arkham series in development is set in the new DCU. Ha! Huh? What? I don't want that. No. Please. Fuck me. Right? Ugh. I don't like that. I really don't. Eh. Stupid thing's not working again. There you go. That's what I want. Kill it. So I'm hoping that that's not the case. I really don't like that. I don't like that. I, I want it to be very much its own thing, and it just doesn't make sense. So I don't. I think he's fluffing this one a little bit. Maybe I'm hoping, and maybe Matt Reeves will come out and say something. That would be sweet. Matt, can you please do that? Can you reassure fans that you're not producing an Arkham, but at the same time. If they're, I, I wouldn't be surprised because then maybe they were just like, you know, we don't, we don't, as much as we love what you're doing and it's been successful, at least with the first movie, we need to build this universe over here that's all connected. So can you, and then I'm kind of wondering, it's like, okay, so is, is, is James Gunn saying that, oh yeah, like we're going to do that and they canceled they canceled the Arkham series or they're going to plan on doing an Arkham series that takes place over here. And, and if Matt Reeves doesn't do it, he'll just be like an executive producer. I don't know. It's all weird to that part. I don't like, I don't like it. I don't like it guys. I really don't like it. 
I really don't like it. Does Gunn just consider every other universe? I mean, I mean, I guess technically it's all DCU, but this is like the Elseworlds category. Maybe that's part of it too. I don't know, but I just don't like it. I really just don't like that. I really don't like that at all. So please, God, no, don't let that be the case for the love of shit. Ugh. Yeah, but then, of course, he did say that somebody actually somebody did actually ask, too, what about the Batman 2? Have you read any drafts or heard any developments? I heard a pitch. No script yet. What? What the? How is there no script? That also makes me nervous. What the hell's going on here? Ah, this is, ah, it's all scaring me right now. The Matt, uh, the Matt Reeves verse, the Reeves verse is scaring the shit out of me right now. Because now we're hearing that the Arkham series has taken place in the DCU. And now there hasn't been a script turned in yet for the Batman 2. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, 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 ay. My God. I'm getting a little scared. I'm not going to lie. I'm getting a little scared. Hopefully, we don't have anything to worry about. But, yeah, I'm not going to lie that I'm a little, a little scared about it. A little scared about it. Maybe Matt is taking his time. I hope so. I mean, I get that, but at the same time, it's like, well, I hope what I what I always hoped was the fact that it was like Matt Reeves is writing two and three, like it's going to be one big, huge story. That's what I'm hoping. That's why it's, I, that's why I'm hoping it's taking so long, because he's writing two and three and maybe they'll film them both at the same time. So then we don't have to wait like another like three years for the third one. That's what I'm hoping. We'll see, but I'm looking forward to that Penguin series. That's for damn sure. All right. What else we got here? I think that's pretty much much it right now. Yeah. Okay. We're good. We're good with that. So there you go. That was the main topic right there. Oh, shit. Did it again. Let's go to the next one, which, of course, is the controversy. Let's go to the Marvel world, huh? Guilty. Guilty. Jonathan Majors. Oh, boy. Well, we're kind of wondering what was going to be happening when it came to Jonathan Majors. And, uh, yeah, he is uh, found guilty. Let's see. Over the charges right here. Let me look it up real quick. I didn't have this tab open. I had the other tab open. Found guilty of uh, harassment, of course. Okay. Jonathan Majors. Well, let's just bring up the article right here. So, pretty sad. Jonathan Majors found guilty of assault harassment. The verdict was reached Monday by a six-person jury after over four hours of deliberation spread across three days. The actor is set to be sentenced on February 6th. The verdict was reached by a six-person Okay, blah, blah, blah. We already seen that. Uh, with family members and his girlfriend, Megan Good, behind him. Sentencing, of course, will happen. Then the charges, a misdemeanor and a violation, carry a sentence of up to one year in prison. The two other charges, he was found not guilty of intentional assaults in the third degree and not guilty of aggravated harassment in second degree. In his statement after the verdict, the actor's attorney uh, said that uh, looks forward to fully clearing his name, implying he may appeal. She continued, Mr. Majors is grateful to God, his family, his friends and his fans for the love and support during this harrowing eight months. Shortly after the verdict was read, Marvel Studios dropped the actor 
as Kang the Conqueror from its upcoming Marvel Cinematic Universe. In total, Majors faces four charges of assault, aggravated harassment, and harassment after he called 911 on March 25th when he said he found his ex-partner, Grace Jabari, unconscious in her in their apartment. Police arrested Majors after finding apparent injuries on Jabari, including a laceration behind her ear and a bruise and fractured finger. Majors pleaded not guilty to all charges. Oh, boy. So that's not good. Can, is this possibly one of the biggest rise and falls of Hollywood? I mean, this guy was just... He got the role of being the next big baddie in the MCU. Of course, the MCU has been struggling, but still. And, you know, Quantumania wasn't the best introduction. Creed three. He was uh, there was that other movie where he's like a bodybuilder that was getting before all this was getting kind of praise. I don't know. It was at film festivals and whatnot. But man, this guy just like rose. And now it's just. Yeah. Just kind of wondering, like, is there anybody that's gone that quicker? I mean, is there anybody? He's a great actor. I'll give him that. Enjoyed his acting. I mean, I've heard things behind the scenes that maybe. Kind of, kind of is a douche. I mean, I think we've all heard that before, and it's kind of funny too because remember that, remember that TMZ video where he broke up a fight at a high school. You know, he just kind of showed up and like randomly, and nobody believed it for a second. <laughs> it just looked like it looked like it was a PR move. It was a video by a PR team from Vot. It looked like something straight out of the boys. It looked fake as all hell. So. There was that whole thing where they were trying to do something, but man, um, it's just pretty crazy. But yeah, they did all that. They did all that. And then, of course, there are people like people. There's some people in the chat that, of course, were comparing it to the Ezra Miller situation, which that went to trial. That didn't end up being anything. Again, it's all that. And of course, people are going to start doing the whole like, oh, it's because he's trans he's white he's jewish whatever the hell they're gonna say that and then they're gonna do they're gonna do that whole thing it's all because of it's not because of the actual situation and breaking down the situations it's all because of identity politics it's all because of that you know you know that that's that's already all out there which is it's so ridiculous makes me sick because and it's like well can we talk about like the people involved and all the, the the shit that they're going through and you guys are just immediately just doing this whole identity politics thing can we not do that please I mean, that's the thing. It's just always it's it's hilarious. It's hilarious. It's like, yeah, that went to trial. This went to trial. This is what happened. This is what they found after hearing all the stuff, showing all the things. This is what all has happened. But at the same time, do you think Ezra's going to get any roles anytime soon? No, <laughs> that's not happening. That's definitely not happening. And it looks like Jonathan Majors probably not going to be getting any roles anytime soon either. So there it is. Yeah, there's a lot of things uh, when it came. Yeah, the Ezra situation is a very complicated one. That's for damn sure. And a lot of uh, uh, false allegations and false uh, every. There's a lot of false things that happened there. But he stopped those girls from fighting. Clearly, he's in. I know. That's what I was just talking about. That's what I was just talking about, man. Anyways, but well, before we fully get there, I mean. I saw people, okay, so when it comes to recasting, so let's bring that back up. When it comes to recasting Kang, who do we feel? Because I think, I think when it comes to Kang, I mean, obviously, 
if you watch the end of Loki, they did a pretty good job with the whole multiverse stuff where they don't have to, I think they could kind of relax a little bit. I mean, obviously Deadpool is going to go crazy with the, well, it's going to be more of a parody of multiverse concepts. And of course, secret war is going to be a thing, but I'm just saying now when it comes to what's happening, I know a lot of people are like, just bring in Dr. Doom. I don't want them to just bring in Dr. Doom and then rush Dr. Doom. I really don't want that. I think they should just recast. Not a big deal. We've only seen him. We've seen him twice. Technically, if you want to count Loki, but as Kang, as full-on Kang the Car- uh, the Carpenter, Kang the Carpenter, that's right. He will install some carpet, put up some shelves, all with his magic. Um, no, but Kang the Conqueror, we've only really seen him in action once, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the best introduction, so maybe they'll, maybe that's what Marvel's considering. It's like, well, people didn't really like Quantumania, so why even go forth with it? But at the same time, I'm just kind of going like, just recast, there's plenty of actors out there. Aldous Hodge, see, someone said that. I've seen John David Washington. You know, there's been uh, numerous um, castings of, that I've seen out there that it's like, yeah, I mean, just recast. What's wrong with recasting? Nothing wrong with recasting. Some people said Ray Fisher. Some people actually said Ray Fisher. And I went, mm, okay. That's funny because... I've seen, you know, Snyder fans say Ray Fisher, but you know, it's like the same Snyder fans go Marvel is dying. It's a sinking ship. And then all of a sudden you want Ray Fisher to join Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm like, what are you doing? What what are we doing here? Come on. I mean, I think Ray would actually nail it and it would be an awesome opportunity for sure. And he could do something with that role 100%, but it was just kind of funny. I'm like, wait, I thought we all thought Marvel was dying. And now you want to bring in somebody you, you, you love into the sinking ship? Like, hey, here you go. Here's a seat to the Titanic. Um, but, yeah, it was just like, okay, interesting. But but then again, you know, that'd be up to Ray. That'd be up to Ray. And if he took it, cool. It's good. It would be a good opportunity for him. Just kind of wondering, though, with everything that's happened. And that's what I love about Ray is the fact that he did put his career on the line when he was like, you know what, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go after Warner Brothers, and he did, and that, yeah, that probably, that probably, you know, it did tarnish his name a little bit when it came to studios, without a doubt. But that he didn't care, and that's what it was great is he dug his heels in and said, "Fuck it, I don't give a shit. I'll be all right. I'll be all right." He's a theater actor, you know. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Box office. All right, let's uh, let's take a look at the box office this weekend. I mean, there was only one big movie. There, you know, of course, Wonka came out, and you know, I always like to go over the box office numbers. So here we go, right here. All right, so here's uh, what we got. Wonka made thirty nine million domestic. Not too bad. I don't even know what the budget is right there. And then of course, it made a total of one hundred and thirty three point two. International, so 152.2 worldwide. I mean, not too bad, but I'm kind of wondering what the budget was for it. But, you know, actually, that's a little bit more than I thought it would actually make. You know, and I'm curious to see it. I'll watch it eventually. I didn't get around to it last week, but, yeah, I was kind of curious. I'm like, hmm, what's this going to do? Are people actually going to go out to see this? And it looked like, you know, it did decent. It did decent. Then we got Godzilla Minus One, which I keep on uh, keep an eye on. It's it's at 64.2 million. So it's still, uh, you know, it's going to get more releases, which is good. And then it seems like the Hunger Games movie is kind of doing fairly decent. 
I didn't think this movie was going to go anywhere because I was like, does anybody really care about Hunger Games anymore? But it's at 289.7, so it's not bad. It's not a bomb. I was like wondering, is uh, my buddy Rachel Zegler, is she ever going to have a successful movie? <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Don't come after me. Huh? I'm the fun police. I'm the fun police. Don't come after me, Rachel. Where's Rachel? Anyways. But yeah, so there you go. There's a box office. Like I said, brief, brief, nothing too bad. But like I said, we got Aquaman coming out this this week. So that's going to be interesting. All right, Rebel Moon, baby. Let's uh, talk about some of these uh, reviews. I mean, obviously, I mean, it was kind of funny. Again, just like just like like it is all the time. You know, everybody says, fuck Rotten Tomatoes, don't talk about Rotten Tomatoes, and then when a movie that they are looking forward to or a movie they are looking forward to trash, they bring up Rotten Tomatoes. Aren't we fun? Aren't we a fun bunch? <laughs> I mean, the way I look at it, I don't, I've always said I don't like Rotten Tomatoes' rating system. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I think it's garbage. But I do utilize it as a tool when it comes to actual reviews that I can actually just find in one spot. It's a hub and I can find those reviews and look at them. That's what I like it for. But I hate it that people just open up a movie, look at obviously what's the biggest thing. What's the biggest thing on the fucking page? It's the percentage. And it's always just a either that or a that. I hate that. That's what I hate. But some of these reviews, and we kind of talked about this, of course, when it came uh, to the vodka stream. But some of these reviews, okay, some of these reviews that actually call out the Snyder cult, fuck you, fuck you. (laughs) That's not how you do film criticism. When you're calling out a fan base and then you're just trashing the movie because of the fan base because someone said something mean to you on twitter a bunch of people came into my mentions and said mean things so now when that fandom's movie comes out you're just gonna trash it because of the fandom get out of film criticism please somebody get stop doing what you're doing that's not how you do it and sadly that's just the way it is nowadays it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And that's what's so dumb about a lot of this. I mean, I've seen people, oh, there are people that just love, they love that they're sticking it. And, you know, of course, the people who have not, who've had, you know, and I've had, I've, it's funny too, because the same people that they've dealt with when it comes to the cult, I've had issues with them as well, even though I'm part of the Snyder fandom and love his movies. And yeah, I'm biased. I'm biased. Okay? I watched the movie. I loved it. Watched it twice. Can't wait to watch it again. I mean, obviously, that was... I, I, I didn't think I was going to walk out going, God, that, that was... That's... Oh, my God. Oh. No. And I got a Jimmy Speaker. Head. Look at this. Yes. So I can admit that I have a bias. And I don't care. But... I could still be like, okay, but I could break down the movie a little bit and whatever the hell. But yeah, that's just when it comes to some of these. Now, I'm not saying it's all like that. Of course it's not all like that. 
you know, some of them are saying a hugely expensive but uninspired Star Wars knockoff with some thrilling action sequences. At least they said that. And some truly ugly moments that taints the entire thing. So some people say that. Whatever side of the Zack Snyder fence you're on, and if you straddle the fence, prepare to be pushed one way or the other. Rebel Moon Part 1, Child of Fire, is exactly what you think it is. Yeah. So, but again... When, when I see people, and, and then I'll even see people that are actively trying to spoil the movie because they want to stick it to the fans. And if you're doing that, you're just as toxic as those people. That's what's so crazy about a lot of this as well, is if you were, if you were just like licking your chops and you cannot wait to either spoil it for you know these fans or spoil it because you've had bad interactions, you're just as bad. I've had bad interactions too, but you don't see me like going, oh, I can't wait to stick it to these guys. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And if you're doing that, especially if you're, you know, if you're, if your job is to either, because I've seen, I saw, I saw a certain person who's like uh, kind of in the scooping game or something like that, kind of do something like that. And I'm like, oh yeah, of course you would do that because you're obsessed with sticking it to these fans. That's fucking sad. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. But I'm kind of curious, though. And, you know, when it comes to these reviews, because that, you know, 24%, which is like, you know, BVS. I'm kind of curious to see, like, if any of these reviewers, if any of these critics are going to turn around when it comes to the extended R-rated cut. Now, a lot of people, a lot of people were kind of wondering, like, okay, why would they do this? Why would they, this is going to hurt the movie? This is hurting the movie because they release this cut and all it's getting trashed. It's getting trashed, so it's going to hurt the movie. It's going to hurt, you know, Netflix is going to uh, oh my god, what's going to happen and blah 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 and people are like freaking out about that and people are questioning it. Why would they do that? And obviously when we've had numerous interviews with Zach and Debbie, it's funny because it, people tend to forget things. But there's been numerous interviews with Zach and Debbie talking about why they did this. I mean, obviously, they're like, all right, we're going to do this version. And Zach has always done like, okay, we have this version. And then I have my freaky, you know, weirdo version or whatever the hell that I that I want to do. And and basically, Netflix was like, well, how about we do both? Well, how about we just built it in to this whole thing? And, it, and it's pretty cool because we get a Zack Snyder movie this week. And then we get a, a Zack Snyder movie Next year, next April, then we get more Zack Snyder movies because we're going to get two other cuts of those movies. And that's still very much up in the air because there was like information that came out that said, oh, yeah, the R-rated cut, the Snyder cut is coming out before part two. But then at the Q&A on Friday that Zack did, he said summer. So I don't know what's happening with that. I don't know. It's just like going back and forth with that because I was excited. I was like, cool, we get to get the R-rated cut before part two because I kind of want to see that just a little bit more than part two. Because I just want to see what was more in there. I rewatched, I rewatched that first trailer. That it's basically the combination of both. And I was going like, "Oh, there's a lot of scenes in there." I was like, "Maybe like, woo, you know." But anyways, so where was I getting at with this? Well, a lot of people turned around when it came to BBS. I remember John Schnepp did a complete 180. When it came to the ultimate cut. And then. It's kind of funny because, you know, when people were like questioning it and blah, blah, blah. Let's listen to uh, let's listen to somebody who, you know, 
kind of has his finger on the pulse. Somebody who's very well known as a filmmaker explaining this concept. We can see is an expanded form of cinema. I want to do a movie that's six hours long and two and a half hours long at the same time. Same movie. And you can stream it for six hours or you can go and have a more condensed, immersive version of that experience in a movie theater. Same movie. Just one's the the novel and one's the, the movie. You know, why not? I think... Let's just use these platforms in, in ways that haven't been done before. What? That's a crazy concept, Jimmy Cams. Who's going to do that? Zack Snyder's doing that. So that's why I was like, when people were questioning that, it's like, well, there you go. Listen to James Cameron. He just explained it for you right there. I was like, okay, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I would rather see, like... I'd rather see the R-rated cut first, sure. But it is kind of cool to be like, all right, let's get this more condensed version, and now we're going to get a three-hour cut that's going to be graphic. And, and then, and according to Zach, what he said when it came to his three-hour cut, it's a freaky version. It's freaky. He gave zero fucks. That's what he said. He gave zero fucks. So now that's got me even more intrigued after seeing the PG-13 cut. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. I am now wondering what he means by that. I'm intrigued. (laughs) I got a boner. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways. And then we got this right here from Zach. That uh, he's got like, uh, we're not going to watch the whole thing, but he did release this right here. Well, let me... See what he said right here. He said, over 152 days of shooting in four electrifying minutes. Excited to show you my Rebel Moon set diary. Part one, A Child of Fire premieres on Netflix in three days. So he released this right here showing this wall. We're just going to blow some stuff up and hopefully that will look cool. I'm Zack Snyder and we're on the set of Rebel Moon. We've been in pre-production for quite a while. We're going to shoot for 152 days, so this is the start of a long journey. These are the scarecrows, actually, that we're going to put out in the wheat field. Sam and Aris will be putting those up when Jimmy sees them. The camera tests have gone really well. We were reviewing all their... So, yeah, you guys can watch that. Obviously, Zach posted it. We don't have to watch it all right here, but, yeah. Pretty cool. Got a little set diary right there. You got to love that. got to love that. But... Um, now I wanted to talk a little bit about the, uh, premiere that I went to. I went to the LA premiere, of course, on Wednesday. Hold on. Let me make sure, scroll a little bit down, find some of that. Obviously, if you guys follow me on Twitter, you guys saw, I was posting pictures like crazy, but let me just kind of break it down for you a little bit right here. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Pretty much. All right. Let's start right there. So, yeah, went to the L.A. premiere. Me and I uh, took Mama Film Junkie. Um, and, yeah, it was a long day. I mean, I left my house at about 11 a.m. And uh, didn't get back till 2.45 a.m. Jesus Christ, that's a long day. That is a long day. 
I hate driving out to L.A. I've said that many times. And I've driven out to L.A. twice in a week. And I'm like, I need to take a break from driving out to L.A. Because it's always a pain in the ass to drive to L.A. It always takes almost two hours to get there. And it takes about an hour to get back. That just shows you how fucked up the traffic is. Not to mention it's a shithole. <laughs> it's a shithole. But driving out to L.A. and getting into L.A., the Netflix building it was kind of cool because... They have like a big, huge poster billboard right right on the front of it. That's Rebel Moon. Cool. Rebel Moon everywhere. It was kind of nice. Like get off the exit, Rebel Moon billboard, you know, Rebel Moon billboards. They're really pushing. And then, of course, where the Chinese theater was, there's like a plaza, like a mall kind of place. Rebel Moon all over the elevators. Just they're really pushing a lot of stuff when it comes to Rebel Moon. And, of course, we did. We did meet with the uh, Colberts, the Colberts, Amanda and Steven were there, you know, we got a little bite to eat, which is cool. There's a little video right here of the sign, guy playing guitar in front of it. Here's some uh, images right here that my mom took. We were waiting, waiting and waiting. There's Steven and uh, there's Steven, me and Steven right there in front of it. There's a little setup they had on Hollywood Boulevard with the statues. And that's where basically all the uh, stars were coming in this way. A little video of that. Pretty sweet. Hey, there's Liz Wonder right there. I got to finally meet Liz Wonder in person. So that was pretty cool. She was dressed up as Cora, of course. It was great to actually meet Liz. Yeah, I met Liz and Sam in person, who, of course, have both been on the Vodka stream. As you wish, Carrie Elway's right there. Look a picture of him. Hey, there's the queen right there, Debbie. And then, of course, we had Jenna Malone. She was looking gorgeous. And her role in the movie, whoo-wee, Jesus. And then, yeah, the Snyders, they, the whole family was there, man. Brought the whole family, kids and all. So that's pretty cool. We got Eli right there, and this is Zach's dad. Zach's dad right here at the end. So brought the whole family to the premiere. The Snyders. The Snyders. Of course, there's uh, Mr. Titus Jaimon Hansu. We got uh, Staz right there. He was the funniest of them all. He was really uh, having fun with uh, these guys right over here. These guys that were just chilling right there. We got Bay Moon right there. There's Ray Fisher. I actually fist bumped. I fist bumped Ray Fisher, which was cool. He like came up and fist bumped everybody. And then there's a Green Lantern. Is that a Green Lantern we see? That's right. Wayne T. Carr was there. Yeah, we both spotted each other like, hey, it's Wayne. So, And uh, he actually tweeted a picture, too, and I was standing right there. I was like, okay, that's cool. So, yeah, Wayne T. Carr, also there, rode with uh, Ray. So that was pretty sweet. Yeah, and then there's uh, the guy who plays Gunner right there looking at the, uh, the priest guys. Ed Screen, posing. General Noble. And then, of course, the queen right there, Sophia, posing in front of all that as well, looking gorgeous. And then Charlie Hunnam, Charlie Hunnam <laughs> looking a little freaked out right here. Charlie Hunnam, will it be? Charlie Hunnam is a little scared. It was funny. Like I said, it was funny how most of the actors did not know, did not know that they were real guys that were just standing there. And I felt, I kind of felt sorry for those guys too. I was like, Jay's yeah. Hunt them right there. There's the screen. That was cool. And, uh, yeah, that was, and then there's, uh, 
Zach and Debbie introducing the movie, and those guys are still there. They went all over the place. Those guys went all over the place. So that was pretty cool. So that was pretty much it, guys. I mean, watch the movie. It was uh, the guy who plays uh, Gunner. I, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I know somebody will mention it. Uh, I briefly talked to him. Briefly. Because we were coming out of the bathroom, and it was kind of funny. He was about to go into the bathroom, and he was talking to his wife or girlfriend, whatever. Uh, um, and it was kind of funny because he, his poster was right in front of the men's room, the men's restroom. It was his character poster. And then I was just like, we walked out, and I look, and I'm like, hey, wait a minute. You know, I just kind of went, eh, you know, did a stupid thing. I was like, hey, can't wait to see the movie, man, boop, 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 you know, and all that stuff. So that was pretty funny. Oh, yeah. And then I was kind of obsessed with this guy. So when we're sitting in the bleachers, and we were sitting there for about two fucking hours, my ass was numb on a cold metal bench. Like I was just, I got to the point where I was just like leaning forward because I was like, geez, my ass was getting numb. But as all the stars were arriving, I I was obsessed with Zack Snyder's stunt double. (laughs) There's a security guy that looked like Zack Snyder. Look at that. Tell me that doesn't look like Zack. You know, this stunt double looks like a stunt double to Zach right there. I just thought it was funny. And I kept telling him, like, eh, look at Zack Snyder's stunt double security guy. I just thought that was funny. But uh, let's see what else we got here. Mm, oh, yeah. And then Amanda, she answered this question perfectly because Amanda Colbert got picked to go down and get interviewed by uh i don't know i i don't i've seen this girl before i think she's working with net she's definitely working with netflix but uh amanda went down there because it was kind of funny because they were pulling people from the the bleachers to go down and do this whole like fan question kind of thing answering Zack snyder questions and they pulled a couple of people i knew and then they were going like they were pointing this way because we were on the far this way over here. So Steven and I were doing like the Roxbury thing. We're like me, him, me, him, me, or my mom. What, what, who you, who caught? And we're like walking up. We're like, or is Amanda? And then they, they were like, no, we need, we wanted Amanda because they had mainly guys. So it's like, all right, we need a female in there too. And she got asked a sucker punch question and she nailed the answer right here because she loves sucker punch so much. Sucker punch. What alternate reality do the characters retreat to when facing dangerous situations? Which one? Are we talking about the one that's a little bit more like samurai soldiers? Are we talking about the one that's inside her mind? Or are we talking about the one that's on the stage that's commanded by Blue and Madame Gorski? On which the women perform that actually transports them into the different realities that they inhabit. I mean, I just wanted the burlesque brothel, but I got oh, yeah, a whole yeah, yeah, yeah. a whole Zack Snyder Nailed essay, it. and I love it. I love it. You should watch Sucker Punch, the extended edition, if you haven't. Release the Snyder Punch. That's what I'm talking about. So she answered answered that perfectly. She's perfect for that. Perfect answer to that. Totally nailed it. So that was pretty cool. She is. She knows her sucker punch. She definitely knows her sucker punch. Um, But yeah, this girl was a host on DC Daily. Okay, that's probably where I know her from. And then this is uh, Wayne T. Carr right here. He took this picture. And uh, there, yeah, I just happened to be pointing at him right there. Steven's looking at his phone. I love that. Uh, But yeah, there we were right in the front right there. 
So that was pretty funny. <laughs> so much, so much fun, so much fun, but a long, long day because we got out of the movie and then we went to a Dave and Buster's to get some food, have a, a beer, you know, or something, you know, just kind of wind down from all the madness because, you know, as soon as you, uh, as soon as you get out of the screening, it's just like, it's pure madness all day. And there was an after party, but sadly we didn't have the right wristband to get into it, you know, because they do all that thing where it's like, you know, we were like VIPs. But the VIPs, you don't do the after party. You need a different band for that and blah, blah, blah. So we didn't do the after party stuff, which is fine because, you know, had Mama Film Junkie with me. We had a group. And, you know, to be honest, it was just like after the movie was over, it was like, let's get something to eat and just go home because it was Wednesday night. Jeez, doing it on a Wednesday. So, yeah, sadly didn't uh, get into that, but that's all good. Um, and then when I saw it last night or uh, Saturday night, Found a Tarek. That's right. Staz. There's Staz. So when I went to the Egyptian theater on for the second viewing, Staz was there. I thought I saw him, too. It was interesting. And then all of a sudden, we're looking in the lobby. I'm like, oh, it's freaking Staz. Tarek. Right there. It looks different without the long hair. I know that. But, uh, yeah, we took a picture with him. So that was pretty sweet. We found a Tarek right there. Found a Tarek. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a tall dude. He's a tall dude. You know, but I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not, a, I'm not a super tall, I'm not a tall dude. So, but anyway, so there you go. That's pretty much uh, my experience right now when it comes to Rebel Moon. Good times. It was a fun time. And, uh, I just don't want to have to drive out to LA for a while. <laughs> that's all. That's what I don't want to do. Uh, one thing I did want to mention, I want to do, uh, I forgot to mention in the main topic. Let me bring it up right here. Like I said, I had too many freaking tabs. I wanted to bring this up. It has something to do with uh, Superman Legacy and uh, James Gunn. Sorry, I burped a little bit. But uh, uh, he did post this as well. When it, when, it came, when it comes to Superman Legacy, James Gunn, he decided, all right, I'm going to post a little sketch that I made. And he posted this right here. Spoiler! Well, probably not. I'm constantly drawing Superman Legacy shots and storyboards all over everything Here's one I just sent to my department heads to understand how tight a shot was going to be we had been discussing. Superman Legacy. I think he meant it to do a hashtag. So apparently there's going to be like a very tight shot of him just flying right there. Looks like uh, looks like Groot. Looks like Groot right there. A lot of people are saying, man, it looks like Groot. So he posted that storyboard right there. And then naturally, because, you know, we're all tribalistic and fun is... Everybody was comparing it to Zack Snyder's storyboards. And I went, and I was just like, oh, Jesus Christ, guys. Why do you have to do this? Why? Yes, that was a sketch. Yes, that, it's not a good sketch. But James Gunn is not a professional drawer. I don't know. Zack is. Like, he knows how to draw. He went to school for that. <laughs> and it's like, do you guys really want to do this? Like, And it's kind of funny, too, because the people that did that, did they call out David Ayer's storyboards that he posted earlier that were kind of like, you know, because he's not an artist either? Again, Zach's multi-talented. He knows how to draw, like, good sketches. But it was just kind of like, come on, guys. And then and then I was like, I almost, like, tweeted out, like, guys, uh, are you going to make fun of David Ayer's? Because his, his was just kind of like quick sketches, like he just sketching and blah, blah, blah. It was just like, good Lord. I tell you. I'm like, come on, can we just stop it? Just stop it. 
stop doing that. We don't need to compare these two or put them up against them. I mean, I literally saw a tweet that said, he so wants to be Zach. I'm like, oh, God. I'm like, stop it. Just stop it. You guys are, you guys are embarrassing yourselves. Don't do that. But I thought it was, I still thought it was like, okay, cool. We're going to get an, uh, an interesting, like, tight shot of, you know, of how he's flying. I'm wondering how that's going to be different from the other shots that we've seen Superman, the different iterations, kind of kind of curious of how it's going to look. Yeah. They both have wonderful tones and great direct. Yeah, thank you. I mean, that's the thing. That's a good way to look at it. And sometimes it's not for some people. You know, I like Zach better. But I don't hate James Gunn, and I enjoy his movies too. So, but yeah, I just I forgot to bring that up earlier. So I was like, all right, let me bring that up now. And uh, yeah, anyways, okay. What are we doing here? Oh, somebody's. Let's see. To be honest, he's skinny. Okay, somebody, somebody in my mentions. Some of my mentions talking about Robert Pattinson being too skinny again. My God, are we over this yet? Hoy. Ridiculous. I don't know. And it's always dudes. You notice that? I'm like, anytime that somebody says Robert Pattinson's too skinny, it's always a dude. I'm like, why are you so fascinated by a, uh, another dude's physique? I don't get it. Anyways, questions. Twitter questions. Uh, Miss Jackson, I'm at work till seven. Tonight's show is going to be so good. Yeah, well, hopefully. Axel, Dave, did you see those leaks of Suicide Squad to Justice League? Because, yikes, are you talking about, like, designs and, like, shots of it? I mean, I wasn't, like, thinking they were the best. I didn't, was there more that came out? But I'm not, I wasn't, you know, I was like, all right, the concept's cool, but I don't see me playing the game, really. Eric, Dave, I guess you missed the second half of my chat post, but I said, or high-quality realistic animation. Now that I've often said Zach loves to push the boundaries of visual possibilities, so I wonder if Robert Zemeckis would be, up, would be up to work with him on it. I doubt that. Robert Zemeckis is just going to, like, I, I, don't, I don't, okay. <laughs> hey, Rob. Want to help me with uh, restoring the Snyderverse? Okay, Zach. Just kidding. Um, Nicotina, what do you think about Ray Fisher being cast as Kang? Well, like I said, I thought we all thought it was a, a, a sinking ship, so why bring Ray into a sinking ship? And I think he would nail it, but I just don't really quite go, eh, you know? I'm, not, I'm like, eh. Because everybody just like shits on Marvel and like, especially in the Snyder fandom and DC stuff. It's like, why would you want one of the actors that you love to go over to the Marvel machine? Man of Steven, what's the minimum you think the Superman legacy can make at the box office? And if it does underperform, what do you think happens with the DCU afterwards? It gets sold for pots. What kind of feels like, uh, kind of feels like all writing on the first movie. I mean, I don't think it's all writing on the first movie. A lot of it's writing on the first movie. I will give it that. Um, but I think if they're going to be building up some hype for other things too, that that is also part of it. But yeah, uh, obviously a majority is on Superman Legacy. And yeah, it needs to be a hit. It can't uh, Underperforming is probably not an option, but 
depending on the budget, they just need to make a profit. If the budget's like $150 million, which is probably what it's going to be, I think it's going to cost less than Man of Steel, which is crazy to think about. It needs to make, you know, the three, the th- uh, two and a half to three times the, the budget in order to, you know, so that's the way they're going to probably crack all that down. Uh, also, how do you think they're going to deal with Peacemaker 2 being in the DCU? I, I still wish that he wasn't touching Peacemaker season two. I enjoyed P- Peacemaker season one. I don't need a second season, to be honest. I really don't. I mean, unless he comes up with some crazy good idea sure but i just i don't know do you think they might have some sort of dimension traveling subplot i mean there could be something like that and if it works it works but i'm to me i'm just like work on all the other shit let's not work on peacemaker season two uh let's see mr jess hendrix i will say this every day i get more excited for superman legacy ray fisher king would be awesome yeah after critics, I will I'll be staying up Thursday. Do it. Let's uh, cause those. Uh, let's uh, make Netflix crash. Let's cause those servers to crash. James, I reckon Matt Reeves might move the Batman over to DCU as well as I thought at the start of the year. Yeah, some people were suspecting that too. That that's going to happen. I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> Coantro. I always say your name wrong. Yeah, Mister G. Uh, hi, Dave. Is Rebel Moon Part 3 confirmed to start filming soon, or is that being greenlit depending on the success of 1 and 2? Good question. I don't I don't think it's—it hasn't been announced yet, so—but it seems like they're going all in with Zach, but maybe they're waiting on—they're waiting for uh, the weekend numbers. Ryan, happy uh, Monday. almost said happy Hanukkah. I'm not Jewish, but, have, you know, anybody out there, happy Hanukkah, of course. Uh uh, happy Monday. I wonder how many Rolades Kevin Feige has consumed today. Yeah, I'm, I'm, he's probably drunk in his office. I'll some, some like, uh, you know, 30-year-old scotch. <laughs> My opinion is they'll recast, as I'm sure the outline for the next nine films is set. We'll see. Going to see Rebel Moon tomorrow night. Can't wait. Merry Christmas from Arizona. Enjoy. Enjoy, Ryan. Devon Wooter. Hey, Dave, what are your thoughts uh, oh, yes, that's right. I forgot about this, too. Ah, Alan Richson. That's right. Well, let me I'll, I'll give my two cents about that as soon as we're done here. Uh, of course, he wants to play Batman and stuff like that. And then um, did I watch the trailer of Miller's Girl starring Jenna Ortega and Martin Freeman? I did not. I did not watch that trailer. I saw the poster, but I did not uh, watch the trailer of that quite yet. Darkness under the wind. Dave, question number one. If Marvel decides to replace Kang with a different villain, could this be an even bigger problem for them? I don't think so. I think it's actually a pretty easy problem. I don't think uh, anyone's going to really give a shit, (laughs) to be honest. With the Arkham show now in the DCU, will this make Joker not be that explored in the Matt Reeves? Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like they're already established. Ugh, I don't want that to be the case, goddammit. Question three, which bat suit would you like to see t- taken inspiration in the DCU and worn by Batman? You know what? I mean, we've had the heavily armored suits, you know? We've had that. I mean, I would not mind just a more basic. And I kind of I kind of want them to go with the blue. Can we finally get the blue? I mean, we kind of got the blue and gray a little bit when it came to the Flash. 
I think let's make the blue and gray, dark blue, work a little bit. That's what I kind of. Uh, Navin. When Snyder talks about Rebel Moon starting as a Star Wars pitch, didn't he mean as a creative exercise? So many people now are like, he went to Disney and Kathleen Kennedy just sat there blinking. I, who knows? He it, it started as an original idea, and then he pitched it as a Star Wars. He's been having, he's had this idea. I mean, it was very much inspired by Star Wars. The King Mess. King Mess is an easy fix. Quit being chicken shits and recast the role. Back when this all started, Marvel Studios was all about making sure actors knew the brand was, yeah, exactly. I mean, they replaced, you know, they replaced uh, Terrence Howard. So why can't they do it? But yeah, Alan Richson. Made a comment because people were like, oh, maybe he could play Batman. And he was like, oh, how can we uh, have this happen? You know, can can I would love to play Batman. Maybe we can have this happen. And, of course, he's been interviewed a lot recently because season two of Reacher, which I'm looking forward to, really enjoyed the first season. I thought he was fantastic. And I like Alan Richson as a, as a character. But him as Batman. No, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. He definitely has the size for like a big brooding Batman. Sure. But I just never saw him as Batman. Like the size. Sure. But the face, I don't see it with the face. And of course he could just, you know, dye his hair brown and or black or whatever the hell. Cause he's blonde, but I just don't see him as Batman. I mean, I, I originally like before Shazam before Zachary Levi got Shazam, I thought he'd be a good Shazam. And then somebody asked me as well. I was like, who would you see Alan Richson playing in the DCU? If you had to pick a role. And I, I kind of went booster gold, maybe, maybe booster gold. I could see that. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, he's like, what in his forties? Is he, I, he's like in his 40s, right? He looks young. I mean, he's still, you know, he does have a superhero look. That's why, I mean, he was in the Titans TV show. But, yeah, I just don't see him. I just don't really see him as a Batman. I'm not a fan. I wasn't a fan. I wasn't a fan of it, no matter how big his fucking shoulders are and how big his goddamn boobies are. I just don't see it. Anyways. Now, I hope they go with, like, a no-name. But I was, like, all about, you know, the whole Lee Pace thing. So, I don't know. That's just wasn't for me. Wasn't for me. Okay? Anyways, guys, let's go ahead and uh, wrap this up. Make sure you guys uh, have subscribed to the channel. Hit that notification bell. Share, 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 share. Become a member because we'll do a members-only stream on Wednesday. And, uh, you know, we'll see what... uh, What's being talked about this week? And, of course, you know, like I said, I'll probably be doing videos about Aquaman, some of the reviews. I'll have my first reaction review this week as well. So I look forward to all that. And, uh, yeah, you know, just look forward to more videos and clips and all this kind of stuff. Appreciate you guys watching. Like I said, Rebel Moon, baby. Support Rebel Moon. Watch it Thursday. Uh, Definitely put it on there and uh, watch it on your big screen TV. And hopefully you guys enjoy it. Cannot wait. Yeah, that's right. He also was Aquaman in Smallville, Alan Richardson. I mean, he does have the superhero look. I just don't see Batman. Just don't see Batman. Anyways, guys, I love you. Thank you guys for uh, spending some time with me. I'll talk to you later.